Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right now, you can get 20% off your PFF subscription if you use the code PFF20. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, fantasy football rankings and projections, data and grades from the entire 2021 season and upcoming 2022 season, and much more. Support PFF and use promo code PFF20 for 20% off your PFF subscription. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. Well, well, well. Um, the 49ers versus Texans game is coming to conclusion now with a check down to Jordan Mason, which didn't look great. And it's kind of a summary of the entire game. Um, here, here's the, the overarching theme. First off, thank you for joining us. And during the season, we do this every single you know game. And, and we call them one of two things. It's a celebration or it's therapy. <laughs> and the preseason has, you know, fallen into those categories as well. Uh, first preseason game, celebration, holy cow. Yeah, Trey Lance delivering bombs. Everything's going great. Rookie showing out. Second game, a little more validation on some of those players that continue to look really, really good. And then you get game three against the Texans. And man, did we lay a dud. It was awful. Um, but there, it's not all bad. What, what's the age-old age old adage of coaches everywhere? The tape is never as good or as bad as you think it is. Now, we're going to go through all the tape. We got 17 days, 18 if you count today. So, so we got some time. Now, we're going to go through some positives. We're going to go through a lot of negatives. But here's one of the things that I will say. Every single NFL team gets wake-up calls throughout the season. And this 49ers team is no different. They're going to have some wake-up call games. Um, whether it's the 2019 49ers that started 9-0, um, whether it's you know the 2021 49ers that made it to the NFC Championship, it's a roller coaster. It's never just amazing. Now, maybe, best-case scenario, this 49ers team right now can use this and a game that doesn't count on the stat sheet or whatever can use this as an opportunity to check yourself. Now, you do have a young quarterback. You got three new starters on the interior of the offensive line. How much of a check do you really, really need? That's a good question. But the 49ers got wrecked today. And I think it started up front. You know, football comes down to two very simple things. How good are your lines? How good is your quarterback? The rest is good, and sometimes you can get some game-changing players 
that can help, you know, get you to the point where you can overcome some deficiencies. And I think we have those with guys like Kittle and Debo and, you know, whatever else. But it's offensive, defensive line, and it's quarterback play. Well, let's look at today. Our offensive line was trash. Uh, not even, like, good. And it, it wasn't even the first-team offensive line, which I don't want to call them first-team, but you did have three starters out there, Brindle, Banks, and um, Burford. They weren't good. They were not good. The outside tackles were way worse. Um, anyway, Jalen Moore was just straight up awful, 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 which I've never said that he was a tackle. I know he played tackle um, for his, uh, I think it was Central Western Michigan. Um, he never should have played tackle. He should be a guard. And so putting him at left tackle, the school looked a million times better than him, but school looked bad too. You look at Poe, who I'm in love with and everybody's in love with, he looked bad. And so not consistently bad. Man, Brock Purdy is just, this is hilarious, this play right here that's happening. Throw the ball, keep it in bounds. Nope, he runs out of bounds with no time left on the clock, which is fitting. Uh, final score, 17-0, way worse than that. Now, you know, for me, I, I got all these, these pages and notes. Um, my son had his football game tonight. So for like the first three quarters of the game, I was sitting up in the stands, watching on my phone, taking notes, still being a good dad or at least trying to, um, you know, trying to make sure we got all that out. And, and we'll go through some of these notes because there's some things I want to highlight. But again, our offensive line was bad. Very, very bad. Top to bottom. Nobody came out with the clean sheet. Now, once we go through the film and we watch it, we're going to break down a little bit more, but it was bad. Our defensive line, not great. We did get some pressure. We did get some hits with the quarterback. A lot of our defensive ends stood out very, very well. Interior defensive line, not good. Really, really bad. Ridgeway had some promising plays, but not consistent. Givens, man, who's kind of our number three guy, he was getting bullied out there. So, you know, you can't just depend on Ken Law and Eric Armstead. They're not going to be out there all the time. Linebacker play, not great. Uh, some of the And we had a lot of injuries, too, on top of that. So Oren Burks left with a knee. Um, Curtis Robinson had a lower leg. I think an ankle issue, but that was an issue. Tarverius Moore, I think, was a concussion, but he kind of got uh, – he seemed to be okay on the sidelines. And then we had one more injury, Akeem Spence concussion as well, another defensive interior guy. And, and they got bullied. That's all there is to it. This defense got pushed around 100%. Then you look at quarterback play. Uh, not great. <laughs> not great from any of them. And it was funny because as soon as Purdy started looking good, looking good, looking good, then all of a sudden he throws just a blatant interception that just made no sense. And everybody's like, oh, okay. It was just an ugly game on offense. Running backs couldn't do anything. I thought Jeff Wilson Jr. looked the best in his first two drives, just getting tough yards. Um, yeah, and Melissa, it was good. Juwan Jennings made a couple good plays. Charlie Warner made a couple good plays. Roz Dwelly, he's my offensive MVP. If I'm picking one player on offense that stood out, Roz Dwelly. Um, I thought he looked great. Uh, you know, he had those three catches. What was his final stat line? Uh, three catches, 42 yards. So he led the team in receptions, uh, led the team in yards. And, man, it just looked really, really good. Uh, it made some really, really tough plays, some tough catches, and had some good blocks. Was that? I mean, he just seems all over the place. I think I've got to say Roz Dwelly is going to be my tight end three choice. I doubted him early. And so I, I want to apologize to Dwelly and the duct tape family uh, for my doubts early. Uh, I had Croft winning that one, but I think I'm wrong. 
I really think I'm wrong. Um, I think he got that. Special teams? Okay, here we go. This is a player of just special teams. This is player of the day, baby. Mitch, what do you say it with Snowski? Again, another guy I have been completely out on. Contract year Mitch. He's playing for that money. By far the best punting game I have ever seen from him, top to bottom. He, he did not have a bad punt. Um, first punt was good, not great. Uh, no return inside the 20. Second punt was perfect, absolutely perfect. Third punt was crazy deep. Then he had that one that should have been down at the one or two and like five guys juggled the ball. So like, hey, you looking for positives? Hey, special teams. How many... We had one positive special teams game last year, and that came in the NFC Divisional round against the Packers. But, man, we're three games into this preseason. Special teams looking pretty damn good. We could say that last year. So, again, it's a bad game, and there's a lot of negatives to take away. And we're going to take those away from them, and we're going to dissect those and see where we can learn. But special teams? Holy cow. What if we have an actual positive, you know, EPA or sorry, DVOA punting special teams group. That's huge. Manuel, he says, I think the Niners needed this. Definitely a humbling experience. It happens to every team at every level at some point during the season. And I think we're in 49ers to get another one. And I don't, I don't think this 49ers team, as much as I like them, there's just so much inexperience up the middle of that offense. There's going to be some difficulties there. It's just going to happen. Trey Lance is young. I mean, he's 22. Now, let's talk about Trey's game. Actually, hold on. Before we do that, one more player of the game, and that's on the defensive side, Kamika Ture, number 53. That dude has played as consistently great week one of the preseason, week two of the preseason, week three of the preseason. He has balled out crazy energy, amazing versus the run. You brought him in as just an additional pass rusher. That's not what he's done. What he has done has just been solid in the run game with incredible effort. So he played awesome. Charles Menehue, I wanted to put him on there, uh, but he had some negative plays. But, you know, Charles Menehue, who's playing his old team, he had two sacks. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That, that, that was awesome. It, it, violent sacks as well. His speed to power move is just getting prettier and prettier and prettier. Uh, we'll show you on Patreon this week. Uh, again, you know, we, we do every offensive play, every defensive play, every special teams play of everything. So we're going to break it down. We'll divide it up into segments. And we got 17 days uh, to go over this. So I don't have to like crank through it like I have been this last week. But more importantly than that, and this is important, this Sunday, Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, we have our Jerry Rice tier Zoom meeting. And this is our yearly Zoom meeting, which is like one of my favorites by far. We get together and we break down, uh, we make our own 53-man roster. And so it gets it gets fun. It gets heated. Uh, I try to play devil's advocate much more than I try to lead the conversation and try to see the flow of where things go. Now, I've already made my initial 53-man roster. Uh, I got to make a couple adjustments after tonight, and I'm going to do a, sh- a whole show on that. But if you want to show up, trust me, man, you're going to have a great time. Just go to patreon.com slash 49ers podcast. And if you're not a member yet, that's okay. Totally cool. Come check it out. Join just for this. See what you like. If you don't like it, then you can bounce. I'll refund you all your money. But trust me, it's the best way to support the show. And we're starting my bookie. You guys can see it right there, the logo. They're premium sponsors of the show. Uh, we're going to be doing our betting series where we'll tease some bets on here. But if you want to bet with us all year, four years straight, we have posted um, in the positive. Last year was crazy year. We quadrupled up. Um, if you bet with us uh, four times, whatever you started your bank with, we, we quadrupled it up. That'll pay for the Patreon in and of itself. Uh, hopefully this year continues our thing. Uh, but we've got a pretty good betting philosophy where we bet with Vegas instead of against them a lot. We don't go for a lot of home runs. I'm a Tony Gwynn better. Uh, singles, base hits, keep doing it, and just keep churning positive weeks on top of positive weeks. Uh, I don't like losing money, especially losing other people's money. So Patreon's going to be the place for that as well. Now, let's – yeah, Che, I'm with you, man. He says, O-line didn't give any quarterback a chance. It, it was It was bad. It was really bad. And so let, let's look at the quarterback stat line, um, which was bad. <laughs> the 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 Nate Sudfeld had the worst day. He started strong. He had two like back to back really good throws, good reads, and then just off a cliff. Finished five of ten for forty nine yards, not great. Um, one interception, no touchdowns. Obviously, we had no points. A twenty four point six passer rating, not great. Fifties average. Then you had Brock Purdy. He was next, 13 of 20. Started hot, red hot, and then kind of went downhill from there. But 182 yards, uh, one interception, no touchdowns, two sacks, 73.3 quarterback rating. And then Trey Lance, who I thought it was interesting. You know, Shanahan, he even talked to the reporters between the third and fourth quarter, which I like. I could get why the coaches hate it. But he even came out and said, like, you know, we wanted Trey to get more playing time, but there were so many penalties. Yeah, there were a lot of penalties. In fact, 11 penalties for 104 yards. That is, I'm going to say it. Y'all ready? Here's the word. You get your tequila ready. Abysmal. <laughs> it, it, it was a poorly coached, poorly officiated, poorly executed game across all fronts. And it wasn't just offensive line. It was defensive line, too. It was secondary. Now, that one penalty against Samuel Womack was complete BS, and he was also in my um, honorable mention category for um, 
player of the game, but we'll talk about that in a second. Back to Trey Lance. I want to finish this. Trey Lance goes seven for 11. Okay, that's fine. No issues there. 49 yards. Okay, that's bad. You know, he, he was taking a lot of smaller throws. But my favorite play of the game, it was third and two, and Trey Lance freaking threw a bomb. Um, now, it wasn't the best throw ever. It, it was to Depot, and it was behind him which was frustrating, but I love the aggressiveness attacking outside the numbers on a short yarded situation, which is favorable going for explosives. I love that. Did it work out? It did not. They went for it on fourth down and uh, yeah, uh, we, we know how fourth downs go. They don't go well when your all offensive line doesn't do well. Um, but again, look at the, you know, Lance got sacked one time for seven yards and that was, it was a really bad rep across, across the entire thing banks got beat jaylon moore got beat trey sermon was in there which he should never be in there um we'll talk about trey sermon in a second um but yeah, trey lance finished with the best passer rating with a 73.7 so not that great um not that great at all but that's kind of where he fit no explosives you know you didn't see that he did move in the pocket which he had to because there was just pressure coming from everywhere which is not a good thing but the fact that he got out of there with only one hit was great news. You know, I tweeted out Trey Sermon and Jalen Moore should never be on the field at the same time. It's just not fair because it just, it's not safe. It's not safe. Um, yeah, Roy, Trey short game still needs work. Kind of shaky tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Trey was not, you don't walk out of this feeling confident. You don't walk out of this feeling like great. Um, you know, it, it, it's just kind of, you know what it is? It, it was just meh. You know what I mean? It was just meh. And so I I, I don't know. I, I think I'll say this. Oh, here we go. I'm trying to fix the video. I, some people said the video's a uh, little dicey. We're trying to fix that. I don't know what's wrong. Internet's going good over here, but sorry about that. Um, these games are going to happen. And, you know, a big problem that quarterbacks have, you know, if you look at like Jameis Winston or – you know, some quarterbacks out there like Baker Mayfield or whatever. They have these rocket arms and they can push the bit and the highlights look great. But the problem is you allow your low lights to ruin the game and to ruin it for the team. That's where Trey Lance, if his low lights are underthrown balls over the middle or in the flats, that's okay. As long as his low lights, he's not turning the ball over, which is a big reason why the 49ers were so high on him. Because again, you go back to his time at North Dakota State, zero interceptions his championship year. He protects the ball. So you're you're changing things. We saw what Brock Purdy, we saw what Nate Sudfeld do. They're bad plays. Go back and you're going to watch uh, Trey Lance's worst play. He overthrew um, Kittle away from the defender. So yeah, it was, it was a bad pass, and it was an incompletion on what should have been a completed pass. But what was the negative effect of it? It was an incomplete pass. That's the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo, between Baker Mayfield, between, uh, you know, Winston, these high turnover rate quarterbacks, which all of them are. Jimmy was a high rate turnover quarterback, barely ever finished above two to one touchdown interception ratio. That's bad. That's bad. If Trey can maintain his explosive plays, which all those other quarterbacks have, while limiting his negative turnover plays, that is why Kyle Shanahan traded up in the third round to get this kid. Because ideally, he's not there now. And I'm not trying to say he is there now. His bad games are 
you know, three and outs, which suck, but a punt is never a bad play. It's not. I mean, I used to scream this all the time to to my my players. Punts are positive offensive plays because now what you're doing is you're extending the ball 40-plus yards downfield. You're giving your defense, you know, a lot of extra room to make errors and all those things. It's the short fields. That's what kills you. It's turnovers. That's what kills you. And so if you can mitigate that, and so if the problem is Trey Lance, yeah, overthrew Kittle on a third and two would have been a first down. Yeah, he uh, underthrew a ball where the wide receiver would have had a great opportunity for yards after the catch. Yeah, those are bad plays. Not saying they're not bad plays. But if those are the basement-level plays that he's making, he will have turnovers. I'm not saying he won't. But if he can mitigate and manage that touchdown-to-interception ratio, or really better yet, not touchdown-to-interception, explosives-to-turnover plays, that's what is promising about Trey Lance. And yeah, you can walk away from this, and I'm sure there's going to be people that are like, oh, Trey Lance is bad, and blah, 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 blah. This isn't, you know, maybe he is a bust, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, those people exist. We know, we know they exist. That's not, you got to bracket the conversation with context and understand why Shanahan likes this kid so much, what he brings to the table, what we have seen, and that's where it changes. That's where it changes. Um, bro Montana, thank you so much for the gift of the generosity. He says, was trading up with the Rams to prevent the Rams from getting Serbid. He's so bad, or he's just not right in the system. Doesn't make sense keeping him. All right, let's do this. I knew this conversation was covered, and <laughs> how do I? Okay, I'm just going to be very, very honest. Um, let, let's do this. I'm, I'm going to try to do this. Let's move some stuff around. I got way too many, um, windows and apps and stuff open sorry i came straight from the field so i I didn't have time to get everything the way that i usually like it but i want to share my screen and i and i think that this kind of tells a very very good story um so here we go i I put this up there and i asked this question just very you know calm cool collected whatever i don't want to put a lot up there you can keep one of the 53 man uh one of these on the 53 man roster and this was you know shoot Less than an hour ago, I said Trey Sermon or Jordan Mason. Um, 87.9% said Jordan Mason. 12.1% said Trey Sermon. That's 600 votes in less than an hour. Now, I'm not saying you should always go with kind of consensus or, you know, whatever the <laughs> most votes. It's It's not what it is. But if you can sit there and look me in the eye and you can say, Trey Sermon is a better football player right now than Jordan Mason. Have me over for drinks because I want whatever the hell you're putting in your body to see the world the way you're seeing it. It's Jordan Mason without a question. You're right, Melissa. I'm with you. And I saw somebody, I don't remember who it is, and I don't want to say negative things. Um, You know, I don't want to say their tag or whatever because it's I'm going to be a little negative. Um Somebody said something to the effect of where are all the Jordan Mason should get cut tweets? Where are all the TDP should get cut tweets because they look bad. You're right. They looked bad. They really, really did look bad. But if your champion, if your Trey Sermon has made it as the best back on the team, he averaged 2.4, 2.5 yards per carry. That's his best game. 
that's it. That's his. All right. He's made it. Yeah. Was this Trey Sermon's best game? It was. Was it good? No, it wasn't. Um, Jeff Wilson, I think, had the best game. He had 5.3 yards per carry. Jordan Mason, 1.8. Not good. Four for seven. Bad, right? However, however, you can't just stat line scout. He had three huge plays that all got called back because of penalties. Back to that 11 penalties against the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, he passes the eye test. That's all there is to it. I do not have Sermon making this roster. What is he good at? He's the worst pass protector of all the running backs. He hesitates more than anyway. Yeah, he got a couple of first downs. He got back-to-back first downs, not back-to-back. He had three short yardage runs. He got stuffed on the second one. He got one first down, got stuffed on like, I think it was second and short, then got third and second, which was good. But no, there, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, yes, yeah, so, CJ says, Sermon looks like he needs a power style uh, O-line to set up blocks. Yes, you're correct. You're exactly correct. Now, whenever I went back, and you can go back and watch. If you're a Patreon member, type in Trey Sermon in the little search box. You'll get a whole bunch of videos. And I said, there's two things that he was great at. Number one was his vision, and number two was his stiff arm. I thought those were his two kind of elite traits. And yeah, you're right. Outside zone, there was always going to be a step up into him fitting into that. And it just has not happened. I fully expect him to either be traded or cut. and. Even if he is if he is cut, I don't even know if they want him on the practice squad. I love the fact that they bumped Mason up to kind of switch out carries with him with the earlier groups to kind of see the difference. And the eye test still, yeah, 100% was Mason. Uh, 100% was Mason, even today. And Mason didn't even have a great game. But he still looked far superior explosives. Now, those three did get called back for penalties. And you can say, well, they probably wouldn't have been explosives if the penalty didn't happen. And you might be right. We'll find out on the film. But I've seen explosives from Mason every single freaking time he has played. Every time. Steven, he says, Sermon standing around watching pass rush attack Trey. I was was very angry. I was very angry at that moment. D-U-N. You hear me say it all the time. Done. D-U-N. Done. Chapman is done with Trey Sermon. It's, 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 I want him to be successful, and I wish him positive in his future. If it's between him and Mason, easy. If it's between him and Hasty, easy. If it's between him and Wilson, easy. TDP, you're keeping TDP. Um, just like we did last year for Sermon, even though he did not contribute. All right, let's go to some offensive line talk from D. Cal here. He says, Burford had a rough night for a starter. Everybody had a rough night. I, I caught some bad, bad snaps from um, Banks, who let guy who whiffed on a couple blocks. Uh, Brendel was getting pushed back a lot. Um, Burford, two holding calls and still had some misses. Even Poe, who came out, looked incredible. And it was funny because, you know, Poe comes in and everybody's been trash. Everybody's been really bad. And I, I think I tweeted out like, man, nobody on the 49ers offensive line has had a clean game. And everybody's like, Poe, 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 Poe. It was like 20 replies. Poe, what about Poe? And then next thing, completely whiffs on a guy, gets somebody killed in the backfield. And, you know, then he had a couple more bad plays on that same drive. It just was a bad night. And this happens. It happens. It just happens. Um, and so you take your lumps and you go back to work. 49ers got 17 days now, 17 days to get their stuff ready. 
And when they do, it's going to matter this time. Um, yeah, O-line was not in sync. A lot of co uh, communication issues. There were a lot of moving parts. I mean, you had a new left tackle in there, Jalen Moore, who hasn't been over there. School's been over there. Trent Williams has been over there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of moving parts. And I, I, I said this last week, switching quarterbacks on drives is rough because of the cadence. That's going to add a lot of false starts. Uh, the tone, all those things. And so you had three separate quarterbacks get snaps in the first half. I'm telling you right now, you have to practice that cadence. And once you get used to the rhythm, then you switch it up, and then you switch it back, and then you switch it up to an entire third one. That's just like change-up passes, uh, ch change up pitches in baseball. You get used to that fastball, that's great. Oh, dang, here comes, you know, it just changes the tempo. It causes issues. That's all there is to it. Now, back to the 17 days, which I'm excited about. And I really hope that you guys get the opportunity to come out and party with us um, in Chicago. We've got two great events set up for you guys. Uh, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We are going to be partying right next door to Wrigley. You remember the Giants? Um, they are playing at Wrigley during the day. So right after that game, um, starting at 4 p.m., we're going to be at NOLA Bar and Kitchen. We've got an incredible night planned for you guys. Uh, contest. Trivia, giveaways, uh, Crocker. Uh, I mean, we've got so well, live shows. It's going to be incredible. Wayne Breezy, Moses is going to be there. A lot more people. It's going to be incredible. So we got limited spots available. Go get your tickets. We're well over halfway already sold out. I know people like to wait last minute. Um, also, I do want to say we are out of hotels. We booked 50. We sold out 50. So the hotels, we don't have discount hotels anymore. But that's for Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, we got our tailgate right on Lake Michigan. Going to be awesome. We're tailgating unlimited beers and broths before the game. And after the 49ers win, uh, we got to finish off all that food and beer i don't want any leftover so uh, it's going to be a celebration if you're going by yourself hey man you got us uh, we are a family we are a community that's what we bring here so uh, you will never be alone at any 49ers road game uh, and the coolest thing about it all is like i'm selfish i want to meet and hang out with everybody but the interconnectedness that has happened with the people that keep coming to these road games and just building up communities and friendships like that has been awesome. D Cal, he says, man, looking forward to Denver. Yeah, we got Navarro Bowman coming out for Denver, baby. Uh, Denver's going to be a fun week. That, that's going to be, we have, we're going to be doing three events in Denver. We're doing a Friday, just come hang out on a rooftop bar and chill. Probably going to record live up there, but that one's not going to cost anything. Just come hang out. Um, and then, of course, Saturday, we've got Navarro Bowman. That's going to be awesome. Sunday, we're going to tailgate at Tivoli, which is going to be great because all the other games are going on because we have the Sunday night game. So we're going to be inside, unlimited food, unlimited drinks, premium drinks um, while we watch the game and hang out. Then we walk to the stadium together. Man, we got you covered. We got you covered. I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Now, um, Clayton, I tell you what, man, let's pull up some of these questions. Shout out to the man Clayton behind the scenes. Uh, who is awesome and make sure the show goes smoothly. Let's get some questions up and let's kind of see what people are feeling. What are your thoughts on the game? Uh, what were some of the positives, which were few and far between, but what were some of the positives that stood up? Clayton, what's going on, my friend? Hey, what's going on, John? Well, I'd say one positive for sure was that I managed to stay awake the entire game. That was fantastic. It was, I didn't think I was going to make it, it there rough. for a while. But, uh, you know, I thought, you know, not really a lot of a lot of positives to take away. Uh, I thought one of the positives was Brock Purdy. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the quarterback too this year. I think that's a little bit of a long shot. 
But beyond yeah. that interception, he looked pretty good. He looked good before it. He looked good after it. Rebounded well after that. Um, let's see. Uh, some other questions. Yeah, get your Here's questions from in there. Your yeah, get them in there. Oh, what's up, Centron? I love it, man. He says, why did Poe get in so late? You think he makes the cut? I currently have him making the cut. Um, that is a change that I made. I do think he has 100% outplayed Nick Zakil. The other rookie was drafted ahead of him uh, in the fifth round, I believe. Uh, uh, maybe sixth round. Can you check that for me, please? I want to make sure I'm right on that. Wh what round was Nick Zakil drafted in? Not even close. Uh, he has outplayed him at that guard position. The only difference is Zakel has taken snaps at center, but we haven't seen it. So it, it, the only outlier would be if the 49ers push one of their tackle guards inside ahead of them, whether that's Jalen Moore, Colton McKivitz, uh, whatever else. But currently, right now, I definitely have Poe making it. I think he's shown enough. Yeah, and Zakelj was, he was a sixth-round draft pick, the 187th overall pick. There we go, 187 uh, at the top of the here's list. Here's a good question from Flynn West, a little bit of housekeeping here. John, do you know when we're doing the Week 2 game ticket giveaway yet? Yes, we are doing that giveaway. We are going to do that probably, I tell you what, we're going to do that Tuesday on the John and Wayne show. We do our John and Wayne show, uh, 1230 on Tuesday, uh, every single week. So we're going to be giving it away then uh, very easy to enter if you haven't already. And if you don't know, we are giving away two premium lower level seats on the 20 yard line to 49ers home opener free. That cost anything. Um, all you got to do is turn on your notifications on YouTube. And if you don't know how to do that, let me real quick. I, we made this awesome, cool video for you. Um, so here you go. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And right next to that subscribe button is the bell. Once you click on that, click all. That way, anytime we go live, you will get notified. And you will be able to enter into all of the giveaways that we do for Countdown Crew. And to be honest with you, it is by far the best way to support our channel. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on all notifications. So if you do that, uh, just email over a verification that you've done that, just a screen uh, snapshot and a screenshot, I think is the right word. And uh, yeah, you're entered in that. Now, if you want two chances to get in, you can join Patreon. If you want three, you can do that on Twitter as well. So we're giving away free. We're going to pick one lucky person. You get to go see the 49ers destroy the Seahawks week two. Um, so that's when that's going to be going on. Oh, yeah. All right. Another so now, great positive. Oh, go ahead, John. No, please. I was just going to say, you know, one more thing that I wanted to just touch on with special teams. I really think, you know, a lot of times when we're talking these roster spots, we want to go offense or defense. Special teams is going to be the tiebreaker. So guys like Malik Turner, uh, Marcelino McCrary Ball, um, Quintrez Knight, uh, Jamichael Hasty, these special team studs. They get tiebreakers because of what they're allowed to do there. So just want to throw that out there. Raymond, thank you so much for your gift, man. He says, hey, guys, Ray from Long Island. Do you have a feeling Kyle is guarding his hand? Seems like he has something up his sleeve. I will say this. Um, when I was doing my roster projection, I have it set up two ways. If Jimmy's on the roster and if he's not. And again, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this from the mountaintops. Jimmy Garoppolo can stay on the roster after August 30th and not cost a penny to the 49ers. 
It's not until the day before that first game. So September 10th, 1 p.m. Um, Pacific time. You cut them before then, $0 owed to Jimmy Garoppolo, any more than you already owe him. Um, if he's on it after that, then his salary is guaranteed and divided into game checks. I don't know. I, I don't want to keep Jimmy um, past August 30th, and I hope that he is traded, but I don't know. Um, so anyway, I did two rosters, one if he stays, one if he doesn't. And if he does stay, he does count on the roster spot, that initial 53, which is going to hurt one of those. Um, yeah, and so this is all smoke and mirrors tonight. I like it. Now, I will say this, and this is one thing that came out right before the 49ers went um, live, the game started. Jimmy Ward is going to start the season off on injured reserve. Okay, so again, let's just explain this and what this looks like. That means he's going to make the initial 53-man roster. Right after that, then he goes on IR and misses the first four games. Minimum, he, he might miss more, but he's going to miss the first four games. What does that mean? It means you're keeping an extra safety. So you're looking at probably five safeties that are going to be on this roster, which means you got to take a position somewhere else. Do you keep a vet? You know, I, I didn't think Tyshawn Gibson looked good at all tonight. Um, Tyler Hawkins, the undrafted free agent, lots of upside, has looked great. But again, you need somebody that can play right now. I didn't think George Odom and Tarverius Moore looked good either. Tarverius Moore looked bad, actually. Uh, I know he got the interception, but that was all Womack. Um, Moore did not look good. Moore has not looked good. So I don't know. I think you need the vet. I think you need the vet. But that sucks because now you're losing a spot somewhere else. George Odom's making this roster guaranteed. Talano Ufunga, guaranteed. After that, Jimmy Ward, guaranteed. That's three guarantees. But you got to keep five down. Or maybe you just keep four and bring somebody else in after the fact. I don't know, man. Um, and I, I don't know. I'll say this. Okay, I want to go back real quick to my, to my notes. And I, I thought that this was quite interesting. Um, this is from John. Because here's the issue. Uh, this is from John H. on Patreon. We were, we were chit-chatting and answering questions on there. And he says, you know, if you're a four-year vet, and you get waived, you don't get waived, you get released. No team can claim you. You become a free agent, and you can negotiate with whoever you want. So back to your Kyle's got something up his sleeve. What if you go to somebody like a Dante Johnson, or you go to somebody like a Roz Dwelly, and you say, hey, Roz, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut you, because we're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but we're going to let Jimmy Garoppolo go before week one, and we're going to bring you back, and we're going to pay you more than what we're paying you now. We're going to throw an extra hundred grand your way just for the inconvenience charge. Are you cool with that? But you got to give us your word you're not going to sign with somebody else. And if you're Roz Dwelly or Dante Johnson or any other vet with four-plus years experience, somebody like Tyshawn Gibson, even though he's new, sure, coach, no problem. And – that's an extra way you can finesse things, right? Now, this will never come out, but Kyle's sneaky. He'll tell people that they got injured ankles and put them on IR whenever they're not. Like, he's a sneaky guy. So you want to stick with that whole Kyle up the sleeves and kind of like whatever? Uh, he has loyalty. I mean, look at the loyalty program. Tyshawn Gibson's a guy that's played for Kyle way before. They were together back in Cleveland, right? So... Kyle brings his people with him. Almost all of his coaches are former players. And I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, a little deep conspiracy stuff. Uh, call Sherman, get him to play free safety. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. 
Uh, go ahead, Clay. He looked good on the he looked good on the TV broadcast tonight. They were I I thought overall the presentation was pretty good. They got to work on that theme song though. It's a yeah, fun sound for me. I enjoyed it though. My favorite thing about them was their broadcast view was wider. Oh yeah, and expanded out way more than normal broadcasts, and they would narrow in right after the snap. But it was much wider. I could see the coverages we were in defensively which usually I can't do on a broadcast feud because I was seeing the safety play and where they were looking. So like I was able to kind of diagnose a lot more defensively, which was fun, but it was only for like a count and a half and then they'd zoom in like other ones. So uh, I don't know. I, I But yeah, I, I'm all for it. I've always been a Herb Street guy. Um, I love all the people they have surrounding them. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick's awesome with his chest hair. It was a good show. It was a <laughs> oh, good yeah. show. It was a good show. Um, so now a couple other things this week, just some stuff that you're going to want to watch out for. If you want to watch the NFC West, uh, Seahawks, Cowboys play Friday at 5, Rams, Bengals, Saturday at 12, Cards, Titans, Saturday at 4, and the most important game for me, Bears, Browns. I want to see what the Bears look like. I want to start getting into their scheme, all those different things. So they got new coaching staff, all that stuff. So my scouting work starts Saturday. They play Saturday at 4. So that, that's one of the things that I'm excited about. Um, Kelly Collins, Jimmy's name was mentioned far too much tonight. Yeah, it's preseason. They're looking for, you know, anything that they can add to it and, you know, whatever else. Yeah, it was a mess. It's a mess. Uh, Tanion, he says, Devo's going to be in the backfield way more than what was shown tonight. I think one to two carries early on. I think one to two carries a game, probably first six, seven weeks, and then eventually you transition. Right now you've got healthy backs. You need to let them kind of be guys unless it's like a crucial third and four from the 20, right? Or, you know, in the red zone. Then you put them in there, something like that. But you got to be mindful. Uh, give Debo the ball. He's going to be fine. But I don't think you want him getting six, seven carries a game. No. I think, you know, one to one to three, you know, two to three, that would be ideal. Because, again, you're looking at two to three for the course of a season. Yeah, that's that's going to add up. That's, you know, 40-plus carries, all those different things. So, Clayton, is there any other comments or questions that we missed that you had starred that you wanted to double back on uh, before we jump out of here? I want to make sure we, we, we touch on people's questions if they have those. We also have the membership set up now. So, you know, thankfully and very thankful to everybody that has joined in our, our channel. We get a lot of comments, which is awesome, and we want more comments. But if you want to kind of differentiate yours, you can do the membership, which is just like, I think it's a couple bucks a month. Um, if you want just a better, um, so it jumps out and we can catch it. Basically, you get your stuff up there first. That's there if you want to join that. Um, Decal says, can't believe I'm actually looking forward to McGlinchey coming back. And I think that's the biggest question mark of the team is right tackle. Even if McGlinchey does come back, doesn't mean it's going to be great. In fact, it really means it's probably not going to be great. But it's better than what we got now. It's better than what yeah. we got now, but the tape's going to tell a lot. So wait till we get our views done on Patreon. That's going to help a lot. And we're going to be able to actually dissect it properly this week where I can share more clips on the show, all those different things. Uh, we, we got a lot coming forward. So um, Clayton, I want to say thank you, my friend. You are awesome. You keep this show going so smoothly. And man, it's, it's just nice having you on. You're my, you're my comfort blanket, my friend. Uh, anything oh, you want to share? Ross Dwelly. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Clayton, duct tape, D'Angelo. <laughs> Anything you go. want to share before it. we jump out of here? I think, I think we hit everything, John. Let's get out of here while we're still ahead. Uh, just preseason, guys. 
don't need to get too high. Don't need to get too low. Next time it's for real though. So hopefully they can get some work in during practice. Uh, Coach Chapman is going to have a lot of film to break down this week. We're going to see. We're going to see the the rise of Coach Chapman this week. <laughs> there we go, man. And and you know I think I, I do want to say this. Real football counts moving forward. These are dress rehearsals. And so you don't have the emotions. You don't have the hype. You don't have the crowd, which the crowd was dominated by Niners fans tonight, which was incredible. Oh, yeah. oh and I have to give a shout out to Frankie. Seguin High School. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot. They uh, sent over some tickets. Uh, they changed their varsity game. And his son was having his very first game at Seguin High School. So he couldn't go see the Niners play. So he gave us tickets. We pass those on through Twitter. We do a lot of giveaways. We're going to keep giving tickets away. Uh, anyway, so that was there. Uh, and I'll throw this out there. If you want to email me, if you are a diehard Giants fan and you're going to the Chicago trip, email me. Email me. 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I want to talk to you. Uh, trust me. If you're going to Chicago and you're a Giants fan, San Francisco Giants fan, uh, just email me. Trust me. You're gonna want you're gonna you're gonna want to have that conversation. Um, anyway. Want to say thanks again. Appreciate everybody. Executive producers, James W, 49ers, George, 365. Come join us on Patreon Sunday night. That's going to do it for us. Until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.